Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. It's time for a special edition of the Minutes with Mute with all the breaking news this week of head coach Jeff Halfley leaving Boston College to take on the defensive coordinator position in the Green Bay Packers. I had to have Scott on, get his thoughts, and it was a very critical time for the program. Uh, first, before we get to Scott, I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com for more details to sign up. All the emails, tailgates, it's a special, special group, special place. That's bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Okay, with that now, we bring on the one and only, you know him, Scott Mutrin, Boston College Learfield Radio Network. Scott, first of all, right to it. What were your initial thoughts when you saw the breaking news, and did you anticipate Jeff Halfley leaving? I mean, I definitely didn't anticipate him leaving, but to say you're surprised that I've been around the game and, and everything long enough to know that you, you can't be surprised when people decide to make uh, to make moves in these situations, because in the end, uh, coaches are going to do what they think is in their, in their best interest and, and best for their family, so that, that happens. It's been happening as a story as old as time, so you just got to be prepared. I mean, are you shocked that it's, you know, going from a head coaching job to be a defensive coordinator in the NFL? Yeah, that is uncommon. It is a uh, trend changer. and uh, But I think it's kind of the, the, the way in which the world is, is becoming now in college, in college football. Uh, it's changing. The job of college head football coach has changed a lot um, just in the last four years. What do you think, uh, specifically with him in regards to Boston College? Like you mentioned, you went from a number one head coach ACC program to number two the NFL defense coordinator. What do you think was his hesitation with college football and specifically at BC in terms of NIL and recruiting? That's what he cited as a, a major, major issue for him. Yeah, I think you, you look at it. You know, you look at it this way, and and one of the the biggest challenges you say from going from being a head coach to a defensive coordinator is you just get to coach football right you know and just from talking with Jeff and seeing him at the games it's so much of a head coach in college's responsibility is less about the football and more about being the CEO of the program and that's what the job has evolved into right because not only do you throw in the NIL but you have to you have to take into account the transfer portal. So not only are you recruiting high school kids, you're recruiting potentially kids coming from from other programs to fill some voids you have. But you also have to recruit your own team while they're here, and it's different because you spend so much time with them to make sure that they're happy. Is everything going well? How much time can you devote to just coaching football? And I think that that's some of the you know the frustrations that you have. And, and it's an arms race, too, right? you got to raise money to keep your kids from going to other programs, right? So you're, you're constantly trying to raise money for them. You're reaching out to, to help, uh, you know, to, to get funds to do that, to, to reach out to potential donors to that. 
Um, you're, you're checking in on the welfare of your, your kids. You're checking in on your staff to make sure your staff's good. You're trying to find ways to, you know, to improve everything, like just with whether it's facilities, whether it's, it's eating, whether it's film work, whether it's, um, you know, classes. There's so many things that go into the job right now, and it's so much less about coaching. Like when you go to the NFL, it's like your offensive coordinator, you know, you or defensive coordinator, you're coaching scheme. You're putting, in, you're watching film, you're breaking things down, you're putting them together, game plans. But you're not worried about it. Are these guys coming and going, right? You're you're establishing the scheme, and these guys, if they don't do it, um, you know, they'll get cut. And the guys that do will, will be there. But it's it's not uh, it's not the same. And that's why you're seeing you know guys leaving. Like you saw Tim Tim Lukabu leaves. Uh, last year to leave a defensive coordinator position to go to the NFL to coach a position group, right? Like, that was considered probably a step down. But he, you know, maybe he was tired of just doing all the other things that are involved with coaching in college today that, that just weren't appealing to him. Okay, Scott, and what specifically do you think the new head coach at Boston College, what strengths does he need to have and what does the role entail? Yeah, I, you know, I'm glad you asked this question because beauty of you know, social media and Twitter, you get to see a lot of people's thoughts and opinions about this matter. Um, and as I, you know, as I mentioned, I, I have thoughts as to what I think the position should look like. Um, and it's almost one where you look at it as the type of coach that, it, that needs to be successful in today's landscape are, are two good examples. And, and all, one won the national championship this year with Jim Harbaugh. And it's not necessarily about personality everything, but just the role in which Jim Harbaugh played. Like, Jim Harbaugh is, was the overseer of the entire program. He hired great offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. You know, was the, the voice in the room that made the decisions during game day, was able to, you know, build, be the face of the, of the program, do everything that was needed there, but let his coaches coach. He was the CEO of the team and face of the program, but he allowed um, – he allowed his coaches to do their best job, and Jim Harbaugh was the guy that was out front. And he was the guy that, you know, was getting the blame and the credit for everything, but he was, you know, empowering everyone around them to, to be their best version of themselves, why he was the, you know, figurehead for the program. And then you see something like Dan Campbell's kind of of that same mold. Like, so many guys are getting caught up in hiring coaches that are great play callers, right? Like, there's so much more to the game right now because of all the, the – you know, all the requirements for the job are so much more that you can't just be, quote-unquote, a football coach or a play caller because you have to do so many other things. And if you, if you are that mold, then you need to be surrounded by other people that can help, uh, can help fulfill all those other needs that the position requires. Like, if you're a play caller guy, then you need to have either a strong assistant or strong staff um, that's going to support you and help you in the other matters that are so important for that position. So you've got to kind of look at it that way. Right. And for me, it's, you know, you see the, the requirements to win at Boston College. Right. It's different. Right. Everyone wants to be like, well, hey, we, we should get this guy um, from here because he's a he's a great coach. There's more than being a great coach. Right. Where's where's your strong re- recruiting ties? Like what staff would you want to bring in? What's the identity that you want this the football team to be? Does that identity align with the vision of what the school wants the football team to be, right? You, you need to find out what BC wants this football team to be, like whether it's from Blake James in the athletic department or whether it's the, the board and Father Leahy. 
what what is the type of team that you want Boston College to be? Once you identify that, then you have to hire somebody that fits someone that can recruit to that and to hire a coaching staff that that will bring that culture in. Because culture is what's going to have to is, is going to win. And it's a term that's thrown around a lot, but if you identify that culture as to this is the type of players we need to, to have at Boston College to be successful. These are the type of coaches we need to have at Boston College to be successful. Then it allows you to be aligned from the top to the bottom. And if you do that, then you know the type of players that you're going to get in. You know the type of coaches that you're going to attract there. And you know that, you know, that it's going to align with the vision of what the school wants it to be. And if everyone's aligned in that vision working together, you find out that they end up, you know, that's how organizations are successful. It's a multi-million dollar business, so you have to treat it as such. And you can't just go, go into it and look at it, well, we just got to get a, a great coach. Um, and, like, yeah, that's part of it. But you got to get someone that builds a program, that understands every single nuance of what it takes from, you know, from nutrition to sleep to grades to background to success after football to helping these guys achieve their dreams of getting to the NFL. All these things need to be taken into account. It's not just about going out and and coaching a scheme or coaching a great offense or defense. There's so much more to it. So when when I see that and and I think about how it should be, that that's the type of person that you need, right? Because if you're just getting someone that says that they want to bring in a scheme or a system, then you're like, okay, how are we going to recruit that system, your system at Boston College, or what you want to do? And and too many people will hear the, the great things that they, they hear from these coaches who are very exciting and very talented, and they come into, you know, from different places around the country, and you're like, that's great. You know, your, your system is successful at such and such place. Is that is that a formula to be successful at Boston College? Because you have to be, look through it realistically is that you can – build a, a perennial top 20 team at Boston College that can compete on a high level with great academic standards, no doubt about it. But you have to have someone that fits that mold. Because if you're going to hire somebody that doesn't have recruiting ties to the areas in where you need to be strong, that's not going to work. If you're hiring someone that, that runs a scheme or a system that needs players that don't fit the, the type of players that come to Boston College or that you need to recruit at Boston College, that's a recipe for disaster. It's just not going to work. And then you're going to hear, I know you get frustrated by the lack of results or the lack of, you know, recruiting success or the, the lack of ability to win big games. Well, you can't, you can't, you know, the fans can't get behind something and they can't support something if, if it's not aligned with what, what the institution wants the, the program to be, right? And that guy's not going to be successful because you're not allowing that coach to come in and be the best version of himself because he's not getting the players that he needs to have to be successful, Right. And you're like, well, well, Scott, or like me, how does that work? Well, you know, you can't go to someone who, let's just for example, let's throw the name Dan Mullen out there, right? And this is me talking, by the way. This is no inside knowledge, any way, shape, or form, just so that's on the record. So everyone is hot on Dan Mullen, right? Dan Mullen may be a great football coach, but Dan Mullen spent his majority of his career down and, you know, coaching in the SEC, right? He, he he has a type of player that fits the system. He may be a great offensive coach, but if he can't get the players at BC to run his system, how, how do you expect him to be successful, right? And it's no knock on him, but if, if you can't get the – if you can't fit the, the system what you want to do to the players that you could bring in, then how do you expect that person to be successful? You know what I'm saying? And 
And what works at Florida is not going to work at Boston College. It's just a fact. It's not, it's not a negative for either school. But it's just a fact that there needs to be a certain type of coach and player that, that D.C. goes after. And that's what they need. And if you have that vision or that mission statement that's theirs, like this is the program that we want, and they and the school and everyone should identify it. It's like this is the type of team we want to be. And it can't just be, well, hey, we want to be a team that's like 8-4 and four every year or something like that. Like that, that's not it. There needs to be a statement of like we, we, are, do we want to be uh, – you know, uh, a fast athletic team? Do we want to be a strong, tough-minded team? Do we want to be a disciplined team? Do we want to be a hard-nosed team that can, you know, play, play a certain style of football? What is, that, what is that vision? And then if you have that vision and the program defines it and Boston College as a school defines it, then you find the coach that fits the description and can build a team and program that fits what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Right? And... <clears throat> If you if you fall for the the great coordinator or great offensive scheme guy, but don't put that guy in position to win, whether you know, hey, like this guy's had success, and look at his offenses that he's had at all these other schools or defenses that he's had at all these other schools and the success they have. That's great, but that's a different school. That's not Boston College. You have to you have to have a vision for what Boston College is and be realistic to it, right? Be realistic. Boston College is not going to get Texas A&M money for NIL to get those players, right? So you, you can't go in expecting someone that, that's been successful where they've been able to buy and get players into their school to be successful at Boston College. That's not fair to the coaches. It's not fair to the school. It's, it's not fair to the players in which they're bringing in because if you can't bring – like if you're bringing in a player to play a system that, that he's used to playing or is suited for, but then you change that system – well, how fair is that to the player? You're not putting that player in the best position to be successful. You're not putting the coach in the position to be successful, and you're definitely not putting the school in to be successful. That's yeah. the thing. Is too many people in college sports right now, in college football right now, are so consumed with the scheme and the, the recruiting and the other stuff and that it's like it's so much more than that right now. Yes, NIL and the transfer portal are, are you know, game changers. But that doesn't change the, the fact and the identity of what your program should be and can be. And that, should, and that shouldn't change. NIL doesn't change. Who, NIL and the transfer portal should not change who Boston College is. It should enhance it, right? You're, you have ability to attract people that want to come in, whether they're high school recruits or transfer kids. This is the type of program we are. You're a BC guy. You fit our program because here's the reason. These are the people we recruit to come to BC that are successful at BC. You fit this mold in this way, this way, and this way. Yep. That's defined. Uh, that is goal-oriented and that's defined. And then the metrics are right there. So the coaches know who they're getting in. The players know what they're, what's expected from them. The players know that they're playing for in a system or in a program that accentuates and brings out the best of their skills. You're going to buy, that's how you get buy-in, and that's how that's where it comes back to the term I'm talking about. That's culture. If you have that culture defined, then you can build a program that way, and then it can be successful no matter if the coach leaves. That coach leaves to go take another job after it because we've identified what it is. Yeah, no, I agree. People are so caught up in the bottom line of like, okay, I want to win and compete for national championship. That's awesome. How do you do that? Because the formula to win a national championship at Alabama is different than it is at Washington. 
is different than it is at Texas and different than it is at Michigan and TCU, right? TCU played for a national championship last year. It's a fact, right? You can't deny it. The score was what the score was. But to win a national championship at every one of those schools, it's a different culture and a different vision. And if you can't, if you can't realize that, then you're, then you're missing the entire point of this whole thing. Because like, there, there's, like, you can win at any school that you go to if the whole institution is aligned with the same goals and the same vision. And that's what needs to get done here. Now, granted, they're under a tough timeline, but if you want to have a successful, long-standing program that the alums and former players are, happy, are excited about and happy about, you have to identify what is, going to, what is that program going to be. And you've got to be realistic. Right? You have to be realistic as to what it is. Like, people say you can't win national championships. You know, yeah, you can. Why not? Why not? If you define a culture and, and you define and recruit to that and everyone's kind of in, in that same mold and aligned in that, that way, that's what, that creates great teams, right? It's about great teams. It's not a, great teams aren't always just the best players, you know, the old Brooks Brookside. I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right players. There's something to be said about that because if you get, you know, if you get the right players and they're all buying into the culture of what the program is and the coaches coach to that, and the players, you know, play to that. It's amazing what happens when everyone's pulling in that same direction, because then that brings up the collective whole. It makes your weakest link stronger. It makes your strongest link even stronger. So that's the stuff that I'm that I feel is is how that they can be successful. Yeah, and I'll answer your questions. I'll give you I'll give you my opinion of what BC needs. It, they need big offensive line, big defense line, and run the ball. And I think the, of the teams you look at, Michigan. You play good defense, that's how you win at Boston College. Uh, that's a very similar formula in Michigan is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so that that's what I would – if I was, you were asking me that answer. Uh, conversely, Scott, I also think, you know, you need a – with coming together with NIL, you need a name, a big name hire. Uh, another half-league coordinator, I don't think it's going to move the needle. You got to look at Colorado with Coach Primer. They were 1-11 last year. Now they're they're killing it with the PR. So I think you got to get a combination of PR. But they were 4-8. Four, four they ended up being 4-8. I know, but they, you, they – money and all the pub. But, but is that substance or is it – or is it, uh, you know, or is it sizzle? I, but I think they're going to have a big year next year, too. And big, Maybe. Get even bigger than that. Uh, so I think BC needs a combo of good PR, a big name, and getting to your point, getting back to your roots of offensive line, run the ball, win the trenches, play good defense, uh, because you're not going to get the speed, as you mentioned, of the SEC. So that, that would be my answer of the guy you're looking for. What names do you think? Uh, but, last question. But hold on. But before we go to this next question, Mike. Yep. Um, why can't you get that, that that speed? If that if that speed is someone who is is someone that that aligns with the culture of your team and what, how you want to build your team, why can't you get that? No Nick question. Flowers. You you want to have Nick it. Came to Boston College, yep. first round draft pick. Right? Yeah, yeah, no Grant, question. He, he's the exception versus the norm. But and then going back to what you said is like, hey, you need a big name, and like, do you want to hire a name that you know that everyone's. But that's high. Like a lot of people were, were very high on Coach Hackley. He was a hot commodity, right? Yeah, um, but he was a coordinator, Scott. He was a coordinator. No one knew who he was before he was at BC. Nobody even heard of him. No, he was. He was a big name all over game day. Everybody was talking about it before. And, and, yeah. and trust me, during that process, I heard a lot about it as well. But like, do you just get a big name to get to get a big name? Because that doesn't that that's not going to help, right? That, unless that big name is 
has a plan as to how they're going to be successful at BC instead of just a big name that's been successful at other places and said, well, this is how we did it at, you know, this is how we did it at Alabama. This is how we did it at Ohio State. This is how we did it at Notre Dame. Okay, that's great. That's how you did it there. How do you expect to do that here at yeah. college? See, that's, that's the issue. People are going to get caught up in the name recognition. And I would, I would venture to say that I would rather take someone with, with less recognition that has, a, has a, a, a way to have the culture and the vision of what Boston College football should be over a, over a big-name hire that's going to win, win the headlines. Because I don't give a damn about who wins the headlines. I want to win football games. I want this to be a perennial you know, top 25 team like Tom O'Brien had it and maybe even better. Because, you know, the one thing you say about Coach O'Brien is that he established a, a culture and an identity of that, of that team, of what they were going to be. And look at it. He recruited to it. He had it. And, you know, some people may have got frustrated by the end because there, were, there, there weren't any, like, championship games or anything. But he was consistent and identified it. And, 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 and they had a culture and they had a, an identity as to what that team could be. That can exist today in today's football. Like, it, it can exist. Yeah, but you have to have the right person there. Uh, I, I, I would have, be, I, I would be on your side with that about five, ten years ago. I think with NIL now, uh, I think you, you need a name. I think it almost matters more off the field than on the field. So I would go with the big, the Bill O'Brien types, the names who could still do your formula of running the ball and put offensive line. But we need to develop friends of the heights. With that, that so the PR is just as important as on the field. So. And with the Patriots being down this year, the Boston market, I really want people to talk BC football. And I think you need like a Deion Sanders type guy at Boston College. That's so. That's where I disagree with you. We're gonna, we're gonna disagree on that. I mean, just because. I want to help out friends of the Heights. <laughs> okay, yeah, trust me. Hey, I'm, we're we're raising money. We're doing well. The, the support of the alum, the, the alums, and whether it's former players or former students. In the end, the alums want a program that they can be proud of and that can be successful and that they're going to want to you know, bring their kids to come see in the end. So they want to, they want to have a, you know, something to talk about with their classmates and everything to be proud of, right? Yep. It's, yep. Not, about, it's not about the sizzle of everything. They want, they want that substance. Like, they want to win. And they should want to win. I want to win. Like, I wouldn't be doing all this, this stuff. If I, didn't want to, if, I didn't, if I didn't care about this school, I wouldn't sacrifice yeah. all the time and everything that I do. Um, if I didn't, didn't want BC to win and didn't think that BC could win, right? There's, there's plenty of excuses that we can make for why and how, but there's, but there's plenty of reasons why they can't. And, and what I'm saying is that I'd rather have the substance, and that may be, and the substance, by the way, Mike, may be one of the names in which you're thinking of. And I'd be completely fine with and that. I would too, yeah. I think that's a great combination. You know, I'd be fine with that. But I don't want to get caught up in winning the, the press conference. Because then the press conference wins, and then how many of those guys are just like, Jesus, that was terrible. Like, three years down the line, you know, they they look down and they're like, wait, why did we hire this guy? Like, you see, you see it in the NFL all the time. You see it all the time. And by the way, these coaches that are coming in, like, they're prepped just like kids that go into the combine. They know, like, everyone that comes in to, to Boston College to interview is going to say a lot of the same things that, that you said. Hey, we want to run the ball. Hey, we want to be a strong offensive line. Hey, we want to have great students. We want to have, um, you know, guys that can, can play in the other. Every coach is going to be trained to say that. Every single one of them. But, you gotta, but the question is, isn't about, like, 
okay, that's what you want. The question is how. Yeah, yeah. How and, and what are you going to do to do that? I just that's think... something that, it's like, I've, I've thought of this, I've, I've gone, I've been thinking of for years going over this in my, in my brain as to how it works. And I know it can work and maybe call me, you know, call me a dreamer. I'm fine with that. But is that done the right way, supported by the school, happen. It could be great, but you can't fall for the charlatans that come in and tell you what you want to hear. Like, that's the last thing. Like, I hope in this search committee that they actually push, you know, they push these guys as to how they're going to do it. How they're going to do it. You're saying all the things we want to hear, but tell me how you're going to do it and how, and we'll tell you how we can help you to do it. Yeah. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. And I think a big part of that, Scott, though, is this program badly needs some uh, juice, some some pizzazz, and you got to get the guy from Natick, the guy from Hingham, the guy from Stoneham, who to come to the games, the, the, the non-alum Boston sports fan, and that's what a big name guy will do, and that in turn will help recruiting and, and do that. So you know, no one in no one in Hingham or knew who Jeff Halfley was. My point. Um, so I, I really, really think it's finally we've done the cornea route. It's finally time to get some get some a big big name to Chestnut Hill. Mm. That, that, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So who are your guys that you want? Like, I mean, I've seen all the names out there. Well, you know, obviously people laugh, but you think the Belichicks, the Carrolls, the Bill O'Briens. You got to get someone who is known nationally. Um, uh, the mall. I, I don't. I mean, the Bill Belichick one. The Bill Belichick one is absolutely comedic to me. Because I would love to see Bill Belichick sitting down and talking with Blake James or probably <laughs> could be one of the most, like, could be an SNL skit. No, I know. It's because he's a local guy. He won't have to move. His son could be a coordinator. Um, you could have him commit to, to obviously pay him a boatload of money. That's the other thing. BC has got to step it up financially from the, the president and the AD. You got to say, I want to win. I want to win ACC championships. It's got to be said. It's got to be said. And I don't, I'm not, no one's happy with seven and five. Yeah, I know, but there is a commitment. We, there's a huge capital raise going on right now. A lot of that, it goes to athletics as well. You know, outside, you know, friends of the Heights, you know, we, we were getting, we've had, some, some some great support so far. I'm very thankful for everyone that's done it. I think the more and more people learn about NIL, I don't think there's a hesitancy um, to donate to NIL. I do think a lot of people don't understand it. I, I can get frustrated by it because I've been surrounded by it for the last three, three years, and I understand it quite well. But so many other people don't. Yeah. Once they kind of, when they hear the messages and they hear the coaches and hear the wins, the wins, the wins, the whys, and the hows, they, they're all on board. It takes time to, to establish what it is. There's gonna, it's gonna change too because there's so much, there's so much le, uh, legislation that's going on right now um, in regards to what college athletics is going to look like in the next couple of years. It, it's going to change and it's going to change again. But there, there, there is support there. It just takes some time. Is that Boston College is never going to be the cutting edge people that, that does that. And that's 
continue to 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 move higher. We need to, you know, it's great to see the success of the hockey program. I think that that, that shines a great light on Boston College. I think you see a lot of the other athletes are coming to watch, you know, the hockey team play. I, I think that's great. You know, I think that's that's something that's needed. But, you know, I, I see the Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll's not going to come coach at Boston College. He's not coming back to. He's 73 years old. That's not. That that doesn't fill what I'm telling. What I. Who, who do you want? Who? What's the names you want? Um. Better to get involved in this game just because of the stuff, communications I have, and the stuff that I do. Um, struggle on names. I've given you kind of a profile on it. Um, you know, I've heard some interesting names that are out there, and and I've seen them on online. I think one name um, that would be everything and more that fits it that hasn't been out there is Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Yep. Now there is there's some baggage to that, but I don't think so really because he's going to probably win a probably win this lawsuit that he has against Northwestern for his dismissal. I don't know either. I'm not. I and I. Don't quote me on any of that stuff. I don't know. I just know it exists. But you want to talk about a guy who energetic builder, the identity of the team that that fits everything that Boston College is. He he has the type of players at Northwestern that would be the exact type of players you would bring to Boston College. Played in a highly competitive conference, and you know had some great runs and had some you know up and down years. But he's a consistent guy. Great you know great motivator. Uh, from all, from everything I've heard, a great person. Um, I think he'd be an interesting candidate. Um, I know Bill O'Brien has gotten a lot of play. I've heard this name. <laughs> I've laughed because I've heard this name so many times over the last how many years um, about him really wanting to coach at Boston College. Um, uh, how does that work, right? Former NFL guy was in the Patriots. Like, you know, do you? The, how, do you, how does Bill O'Brien build Boston College football? Because he's coached at Penn State and Alabama and now at Ohio State. Like, those those teams are, and those programs are different than Boston College. Right? Can, can, he, can he win the way, build a team he wants to build at Boston College that he's accustomed to having? Because if he can't, like I said before, it's not fair to him to ask him to do what he did at Penn State when we can't give him the resources and the support or the players that he needs to be successful. It's not fair to the coach. Yeah, um, no question. And all those names I'd be happy with. Those are names. Pat Fitzgerald, you know. Uh, I, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald is, is for, for me, is, you know, I heard that from somebody else. I can't say who, but I, I heard that. I don't know if he would take it. I doubt he would because, he's, you know, he's got teenage boys that are in Chicago. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he needs to do it. He may want Maybe he wants it. I don't know. But I'm just saying is, like, think of that's the type of person that it, that's the type of coach that, that, that will, could win at Boston College. Hey, what about John Gruden? That is what you need. What about John, John Gruden? Gruden? No, too much baggage there. There's too much baggage. You got and the, and that's even Pat Fitzgerald could be considered too much baggage. Yeah. Of, even though he may be vindicated of it, maybe it is. I don't know. Just, I'm just you know this is just complete speculation on my part. But it's just, and it's also like I didn't even I'm not creative enough to, to have that name, but someone had given it to me and I and I thought about it and I said yeah that's that's pretty smart. And then a lot of people go back to the old BC guys, right? Um, I don't know if that works. I love. I think he's an outstanding football coach. Never coached in college. Does he want to deal with that? I don't know. Like that. That 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 would be interesting. Al Washington, you know, former player of Boston College, coached at Boston College. You know, has been to some. You know, been to Ohio State, been to Michigan, been to been to Notre Dame. 
what's Al's vision uh, of Boston College, uh, you know, that, that he would want? I don't know, but that's the name that, that's been thrown out there. Um, I saw, what is it? This is all from the Athletic article, so this is not me uh, speculating. This is Bruce, I think it's Bruce Feldman, maybe. Uh, I saw Justin Fry, former uh, BC offensive line coach, now offensive line co-offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Yep. Yeah, he knows what it takes. You know, I know he loves BC. Um, I know he named his son well. Um, so, you know, he loves BC. Could could he be that type, that Pat Fitzgerald type that, that could do it? Maybe. You know, that, that, that might not be a bad bad one. And then, um, the, what is this? The, who's, what is this? The Toledo coach? Like, that's, you know, that's like coordinator type, very successful program. Um, I think a guy, you know, interesting guy that, that has done well and, and he's, I think he's at Kansas now, Lance Leopold. He was up for the job before at BC. Um, I don't know if his, if his system or his program building can work at BC, but that's an interesting name that I like. Um, you know, there, who else have you seen on the list? And I could kind of give you my thoughts on it, I guess. I uh, I think you hit I hit, think you hit everyone I think you hit them all I mean the problem I think it's just like you said it's a mindset what do you want in the culture right people wanted Liam Cohen who just took the offensive coordinator job for the Bucks so that that name scratched off the list yeah uh, he, he's not he's not you need more pizzazz though you need to sell some tickets he's Liam Cohen is not going to sell tickets at Alumni Stadium he's just not. And that's where you. That's where I don't want that type of version. I don't want the Toledo coach. You know, I need it. I need it. Right. I need what, some. Nugent? Is that his name? Nugent. Yeah. I think that might be right. Um, but it's the same thing. I. You know. I. You need a name. I, I, a previous head coach. I would say is a way to define it. Well, uh, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what Blake uh, James and his staff and Father Leahy and, and what what they envision this coach to look like. Because I think. Um, you know, I, I give Blake James a lot of credit. Um, he he doesn't garner the attention that like the Pat Kraft and uh, and that uh, Martin Jarman did. Yeah. yeah, who are very out in front and very good. Blake's very thoughtful. I think he's been doing this a while. I think he knows the the importance of this hire. I mean, ads nowadays your job is to to raise money and to hire coaches for your power programs, and this is something that I think he's going to be thoughtful on. I think he's going to have a good idea. I, I think we'd be crazy to think that they haven't already been building a book. I think you're constantly building a book of candidates that you think yes, um, yes. would fit and that you want. I think there's got to be connectivity there, right? So the the, the key to this is, and, and you got to, like, I'm going back to this point again, but it's, the, the key to this thing is, is a, it's, an, it's a multi-million dollar organization, right? You have to run it as such. So you, there has to be alignment and, and vision here. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, conflict and you can't have disagreements that's that's the only way to be successful you can't just have yes people that say yes to everything there's got to be some pushback you can push back and be respectful there needs to be some conflict there because that's how you you know you find you know you get the best out of you is when you have some failure and pushback is that's how you that's how you become successful um you know you got to fall on your face a little bit and pick yourself up but uh, i do think that the blake He's going to hire somebody that aligns with his vision of the program and what probably he and the you know the board uh, views as what they want this program to be. Scott, run out of time. Love your passion, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Special February edition, the Minutes of Mute. Always interesting. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on, Scott. Yeah, my pleasure, Mike. Sorry we went so long. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thanks again, Scott. 
Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.